Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julia Tetelevi, and joining me to take your stock-related questions this evening are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Be sure to send those questions via SMS to 41392, uh, email stockwatch at or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, Wayne, good evening to you both. David, I shall start with you tonight because it was a scorcher on the markets. It's a scorcher in New York. And U.S. inflation, hurrah, is falling, which is, uh, I guess, the reason no, you behind got, you today's got, You've got to give this to Wayne. You've got to give this because Wayne has been saying <laughs> for how many weeks inflation's coming down, inflation's coming down. You know, every time we try to call inflation to the fourth decimal point, he would say, listen, it's coming down and, and it's coming down. And I think, uh, you know, all credit to, to the soft approach that he's taken and the markets are are celebrating on the back of it. Don't think we've got rid of all the grumpy people. No, you know, <laughs> as, as I was saying, it's like those old Duermanese back when I was a youngster, they wouldn't let us listen to rock and roll on a Sunday. You know, they had to say, you've got to listen to Ray Conniff or something like this. So you're still going to get those voices coming out there in a warning of, of inflation and lower, you know, lower corporate prices and so on. But I think, I think, this was a this was a big move, and and I think the trend's going to be even further down from now on. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wayne, I'm sorry I didn't actually start with you. I was thinking uh, I was trying to tie <laughs> the the scorching market performance analogy to David's <laughs> very many rather irritating tweets about his um, happy times in <laughs> sweltering New York. So anyway, so we shall uh, put those aside. Um, Wayne, do you feel uh, I guess justified in your view, and do you think the the market reaction was? Um, overdone or actually just a, a nice joyous celebration for a change look it is a nice joyous celebration um, obviously the Rand had more of a reaction so 1816 now and it's interesting to, to talk about the Rand the Rand should be in the 18s because we're in a commodity down cycle then we had the little move up to almost 20 on the back of load shedding and the Lady R and Bricks and Putin and our non-aligned status and all of that, and it's right back to where it should be now. Now, the RAND, I think, still think is going to strengthen quite significantly over the next two years in a commodity upcycle, because I still maintain interest rates are going to be cut before the end of this year, both here and, and globally. Inflation will probably fall quicker than anticipated. It's not going back to the pre-COVID levels, mm. but I think it's coming down and I think we'll see the rate cuts coming through and then that's always good for the commodity cycle, which is always good for the RAND and commodity shares. So it's quite interesting looking at the movement on the market today. The shares that are up the most were the ones that were pounded the most, yeah. being well, the platinum shares. Exactly. Well, can I just interject there with a viewer who says, Wayne, exclamation mark, you have redeemed yourself. The platinum gods have spoken. <laughs> is the outlook for platinum still bullish over the next year, given the fact that the hydrogen economy has now become a mirage and that electric cars rather than dirty diesel and petrol junkies are now our future? Can we still expect great things from Amplats, Northam and Sabanier? Um, so, Wayne, just staying with you, I mean, I, I if that's still think the so. yeah. Uh, I, I still think so because to me the question electric vehicles is there's no question about that it's going to take significantly longer than people anticipate at the moment electric vehicles are I don't know 10% 15% of new vehicle sales but the numbers are there's 1.3 billion internal combustion engines in the world mainly mainly motor cars and there's 100 million new cars sold each year so even if EVs are 
20 million, even if they go to 100% of new car sales over the next decade, it's still going to take, I don't know, 15, 20 years to actually take over the car part, you know, so Hmm. it's going to be more evolution than revolution, but that's beside the point. I'm still not sure that battery electric is the way to go. It might be fuel cell electric, it might be hydrogen electric, it might be, I don't know, some new technology electric. I'm just, I'm still not convinced that batteries are going to be the, 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 the biggest storer of energy in 20 years time because batteries inherently have some major, major faults with them, i.e. you got to take your time to charge them. Yeah. Um, David, not to neglect you here. Um Wayne has consistently said for well, a couple of months now that the platinum shares were undervalued, but you know maybe just hang on. And you, no, today you saw a bit of interest. Do you think this might mark kind of the end of the declines for some of the resources stocks and platinum shares in particular, or is it maybe too soon I to think, make that call? I think it's the beginning of the end, and you know the end of the fall. I mean, Anglo Platts is down forty percent odd this year. So it's bounced back 5-6% today. But I think watch carefully. This has got to continue. I know we're celebrating one day, but there are a lot of signs that uh, there's a change in, you know, there's a a swing change. Have a look at the currencies. I know we've been talking about the rand. The pound, and because uh, the the, the market expects uh, UK to keep raising rates, the pound's now at, to 129.93 on my screen at the moment. 120. It was almost parity yeah. not too long ago. Against the Swiss franc, 1.15. That was at parity. So the market is saying to you, look, this is the end of uh, UK of, of US rate hikes. You know, those the the currency is getting weaker. Bond rates are coming down. And if that does happen, then you're going to see the big swing in commodity prices, as Wayne has been saying. So you don't have to rush in now, you know, just after one move like today. Mm. But I think keep a very close eye on that segment of the market, which is positive. It's positive for all of us. It means we're going back to growth. Yeah. I mean, you know, yesterday was so depressing on the market. It, uh, I think uh, the amount of volume that went through, and I wonder if there was a big change today. I mean, when... You know, Half. Okay. So just I looked at that volume because I've become a a volume junkie now screaming and shouting you know because we're trying to live we're trying to make a a life on the jse it was disappointing at about 16 17 percent most of which again is nice person process as they unwind all their different structures and that so it's still very very low Hmm. so you know we we need to get this the jse going wayne do you think that there is going to be an uptick in volumes if you know there is I mean, could we see the kind of the uh, the boot on the neck of the market be lifted? Uh, you know, if interest rates look, do come down, commodity prices run. Look, make no mistake, markets here and overseas are anticipating the interest rates coming down. So what we'll see in our market, I think, is the all share will go up, but the, it's the sectors within the all share. So in other words, all the ones that did well, Nasdaq, Proces, Richmond, will probably not do so well, and all the ones that did badly. Platinum shares, mining shares will do well. So I think there'll be a sector rotation, which is quite normal in a commodity upcycle. In the down cycle, the commodity shares do poorly, which is what's been happening since interest rates started to go up globally. And that will swing around. So, you know, you can get an incredibly good return, uh, I would think, in the next two years in commodity shares at the expense of the NASPAS process and Richmond and all the other shares that went up. 
mm. you know, over the last two years. Because this is a cycle, and the cycle is probably at the bottom now, the commodity cycle, the RAND cycle, the South Africa cycle is at the bottom now. And the next two years, it, it could actually improve quite dramatically. And I mean, within two years, we'll be out of load shedding because the private sector is taking over there. Within two years, the well, maybe not two years, three years, the transnet bottlenecks <laughs> will also be out of the system because the private sector is taking over there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying things are going to be great, but that they could be a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a question um, from you, and I... I um, I think he just wants to know about each, uh, not whether you would, it's an, not an either-or question. Um, is it worth buying an S&P 500 ETF, Apple and Anglo-American at this point? David, uh, your thoughts on, on all three? Or would you favor any one over another? Well, you can buy all three, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm still very bullish on, on U.S. markets. You know, still very, uh, very strong. I think they're holding up. And when I say they're holding up, you have no idea how many analysts, economists, commentators, strategists from all the big houses, you can start from A, you know, to right down to Z, are negative on the market, giving those warnings about uh, inflation, about higher interest rates, about falling corporate earnings. They're unrelenting. And the market's saying, well, we're not buying it. You know, we're going up. And I think the fact that they're holding up, Disha, and, and you know, the market is short. When, when I say short, underweight equities. And I, I think signs like we're seeing today, I think, are very positive. So I, I like the S&P. I like the NASDAQ. Um, I like most markets. I even like commodities at these levels. And that's why I think Anglos has taken it on the nut. You know, it's been hammered, and I think it's got a good chance of a very strong recovery. Yeah. Um, Wayne, uh, your thoughts on, on those three? I mean, uh, Apple, you can't say, hasn't <laughs> had a pretty good run. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you would still be buying it, but uh, S&P 500, ETF, Apple, Anglo-American, would you stick yeah, all three into in this basket? Yeah. In this phase of the cycle with falling interest rates and falling inflation, there's not much danger to the equity market in total. There really isn't. You know, unless there's a black swan event here somehow, there's no real danger to equity markets. So they will probably all go up. As I said early on, I think there's a lot of good news, or a lot of interest rate falls already priced into the market. Because if you think about it, with the sharpest interest rate increases in living memory in America and inflation at 40-year highs, the market could have actually taken a serious wallop. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, I know. Because this is just going to be an inflation spike. It's not there's no inherent inflation in the system. It is literally going to be spoken about in the years to come about the inflation spike. And because of COVID and and and. Uh but I would still prefer to go for this the 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 sector rotation and go into mining shares, yeah. go into okay. anything except gold. Just, just, sorry, one last point quickly before the break. I mean, David, uh, I think there was an FT article yesterday talking about it was a big fund, a big hedge fund had kind of trimmed a lot of its equity positions. It's, it's, uh, I, can't, I don't know if it was a sovereign wealth fund and it's putting a lot more money into interest, uh, into, you know, um, income uh, assets. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, like to tie in with what you were just saying, this negativity with regards mm. to equities. Mm. So mm. if there's a change in sentiments, mm. if people think, actually, no, hold on. You know, do you think that there's a wall of money that could hit 
the equity markets outside of maybe the, the five stocks that have lifted the overall indices higher in well, the US? But that, yeah, but that five stocks always, you know, it's always yeah. concentrated. Any kind of bull market is always concentrated. I think it's absolute nonsense. You know, oh, it's only five stocks, everybody. The others will do well. I've Every market that I've known that has been strong has always been dominated by a couple of leaders. You know, even on the JSE, it was the NASPERS process or NASPERS, uh, or it could have been the gold shares or whatever it is. So mm. I don't, you know, I don't buy that. I'm very happy with uh, uh, leadership will, um, you know, will kind of move somewhere else. Suddenly, Kathy Wood, who was a pariah last <laughs> year, and good for her, she, st she stood her guns, you know, which is, Really, what's it? Signia's uh, 4IR, Fourth Industrial Revolution. I mean, it's an absolute winner this year. Last year, oh, if you had it, you were dead. So I think I think that's it's going to you know it's going to go into other areas now as well. Yeah. Uh, there was a question that came through a little bit earlier on. Um, excuse me. Uh, well, actually, uh, following on from talking about international shares, uh, the viewer says, uh, good evening. Often guests on the show have stock picks outside, the South, Af uh, outside South Africa and outside the USA, uh, like Japan or Netherlands, for example. As a private investor, how do we gain access to these countries and other countries to be able to invest directly in listed stocks on their respective exchanges? Um, David? Well, Julieta, you know, most of the platforms that are available now, and there's so many, you just have to sign on and go through the various uh, compliance issues, which are not difficult. And they give you access to, to those markets, you know, including Japan. Some of them might be limited, but in, uh, in the Netherlands, you've got, uh, in Europe, you've got a number of companies that are, are making uh, a lot of waves, you know, high tech companies. So you can do it on, on most international platforms. Mm. Um, you don't have to go to the Netherlands Stock Exchange or a European Stock Exchange. I think um, I'm not. Uh, uh, what's it? Um, internet. What's it? Interbrokers. There's so many of yeah, them. Yeah, the Interactive I Brokers, market, IG, um, it, Saxo. Um, uh, but even try Easy Equities. You know, which is local. If you, I'm not pumping purple, you know, for for any reason. But I mean, they've been very successful in that. If you don't, depending on 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 your own requirements. But, but try easy equities. I'm sure they might be able to offer you, you know, access as well. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, I will get royalties for that pump. <laughs> you better. Um, I better, but, yeah. Mr. Savage, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. um, there's a question on EOH. Um, talking of share that has been savaged. Um, and the viewer says, I've been holding the stock for four years um, with only an EOH uh, Port portfolio, okay, I'm not sure if I understand mm -hmm. that exactly, of a million rands worth. My average price is 3 rand 37 cents, with the current levels of 1 rand 65 cents. If I hold another four years, could it pass my 3 rand 37 cents average price? Um, and whether or not you think it's a good suggestion to hold for four more years. Wayne, where would you be on this one? Because that's quite a substantial amount of money invested in, in one share, if I understand it. Look, I mean, I speak about it often. You know, you must never be overinvested in any one share or position or or asset class or what what whatever. You know, diversification is the only thing you get for free in investments, and it's truly the only thing that protects you after time, over over time. But when you were talking on EOH, I mean, to me, EOH is it's, it's almost option money. 
You know, if they do get things right at EOH and they do, you know, pull the business together, they've been doing it for a very, very long time. And Stephen, certainly, I would never have taken that job. But, uh, you know, it, it could go back very easily, but yeah. it could also stay where it is and, and maybe even fall some more. Uh, so it's, it's almost option money. So I wouldn't sell now. In other words, you've taken your pain. You've got an option on, on, on the shares going up quite significantly. I mean, I'm just looking now at the chart. I mean, this thing's down 95% in the last five years, but we all know that, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I suppose now, at this point, you would say they've got all the funnies out of the way. They seem to have got the right capital structure for the group. They are doing business. They've got a, actually, they've got a good reputation in a way because of the massive cleanup that they had to do. <coughs> So yeah. I'd say the probability of them... It's option money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, David... It could easily... Yeah. I mean, it could easily go back to your three rand. It could easily go back to 10 rand. Easy. But it could also maybe, you know, go to five cents. Mm. David, it's literally yeah. option money. Do, do you, I, I somehow I, don't I, see I, it I going to five cents. I, I think that would be... I, I would say that that probability isn't high. But maybe... I don't know. It, they're well placed. I mean, the one thing that you cannot ignore and take your eyes off is IT. You, you know, it changes all the time. You're upgrading. And they were such a brilliant business. They were so well placed until they went kind of, uh, they took the wrong fork in the road. And I don't think they're going to get any government business. Not that you want government business. So I don't know what the options are out there and whether they can really make it. And also understand you've got an economy that's under huge pressure at the moment. You know, and I don't think everybody, when, when companies are battling, they're not going to be um, aggressive with, uh, with, you know, with spend on IT. They will hold back and so on, not be, um, you know, be very careful. So, but it's, they're the right kind of company to make money uh, in, the, in this economy. If you look at Bytes, you know, uh, if you look at Bytes in London, I mean, they've done incredibly well this year as well. And the, the AGM, I just was reading this day, they, that's where EOH should be. Yeah. In fact, Bytes you know has I mean? had a that's, phenomenal that's year on the JSE. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so EOH uh, had a lot of cleaning so, up to do. And, and uh, you know, I was just thinking, you can't underestimate how long it can take a company to come out of an existential death yeah. uh, crisis such as the one EOH faced. I mean, look at Supergroup. It's taken Supergroup yeah. since 2007, maybe, you know, to finally yeah. get back onto a footing where the market believes in it. So it can take a while. It, yeah. We've got a lot of rescues in this country. You know, if you want to go to Nampag, I mean, like, as I say, last, last, like last week, it's like going to the SPCA. You can find a lot of rescue dogs there, you know, if you want to kind of rehabilitate them and so on. But it takes money, yeah. time, and huge effort. And there's so many better companies. You know, I mean, there's so many good companies. You don't have to look for trouble in, in, in those areas just because they seem cheap. Mm. Okay, well, there's a different question. So um, a viewer says, I made a call at the recent low um, in terms of retail shares. So SPA, TFG, Discam, et cetera. It's been great uh, in the last month, that particular call. Do we hold these with a shift to commodities or just diversify? Wayne, what do you think? Look, I think there is still some upside. The only share where I don't think there's much upside in the retail side is ShopRite. The ShopRites, you know, that price looks reasonably full to me, but SPA, I think there's still a big recovery to come there. 
Commodity shares will probably outperform on a three to four year basis. Though. I mean, commodity shares are the the big swingers. You know, we, we all know what, what happened in 2015 mm. when um, Kumba got down to 25 Rand and, and Anglers got down to 50 Rand. Now, I don't think, obviously, this downturn is not as bad as that. But, you know, the next stops were 600 and 800 Rand. Mm. I mean, these are truly the big swingers. Yeah. In, uh, in they are they are the heavy cyclical shares. So, you know, if I'm right on the cycle and the progression on on the cycle, these will outperform virtually everything. Mm. But I still think there are some some um, spies maybe a bit of a, a specific circumstances relating to the company, but it looks very very cheap mm. as well. David, your thoughts on retail shares, and would you concur with Wayne that maybe spies got further to run? Shopart might have done its thing for now. Um, or would you maybe take a bit out of retail shares, put it somewhere else? I, I'm still a bit cautious in the sense that we don't really know the full impact of what's happening in our markets at the moment. Now, last year, we had a decent year because we came out of COVID and we still had that momentum that drove some of the numbers that we've seen. Now we've got the, the load shedding and all the other issues around businesses. So um, once more, I don't think we have to be that you know, you don't have to be uh, that aggressive. You don't. Ha you can. You can just watch. Listen, we've got good retailers. You know, out, I mean, that you've got to say. The fact that we that these businesses are managed through extremely difficult circumstances says a lot for them. But sometimes, you know, the um, adding up the cost of load shedding, adding up the cost of all these issues that we're facing at the moment, just might take a little bit of uh, steam out of them. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, Fundamentally, they, they're very good businesses. Mm. Okay. Uh, then a last question. I, maybe I don't know if that answered. You looked at well, Scott. I don't know. What, well, I don't <laughs> know what you sort of fudged it, I <laughs> have to the say. The BDI there, I don't know. Hey? <laughs> I was thinking that was a bit of a fudgy answer, but, um, but I shall move on um, to, to Bell Equipment, actually, for your sins, David. And the question is... Um, uh, there was a sense out on the uh, CEO Leon Huesen's resignation, uh, followed by sense today, in fact, announcing a half-year earnings increase of 30%. Is this a good buy at these levels on a PE of three, a dividend yield of 6%, and NAV also 45 Rand plus, of course, um, uh, quite I, an excess of its trading. I, I don't know. I, you know, if, if, you look at, um, if you look at most of the infrastructure companies, they've had, they've had a fairly good 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 run whether it's wilson bailey robex and so on and bell makes the equipment i don't know where they are because uh, they're always trying to buy themselves out you know at mm. ridiculously low prices <laughs> but you know if, if infrastructure spend starts and we start seeing more movement here they'll be fine i you know i haven't had a look at them for some time now mm. so i can't really comment uh you yeah. know with authority but i mean it's 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 around whether they spend or not you know, whether it, yeah. whether it happens, mm. you know, Wayne, there was you could see there was a big jump up. Then kind of the shares came off. They had a very a nice day today, up four point six percent. Yeah. Uh, if you had, Look, I mean, the shares come from five rand to fifteen rand. Eh? It was five rand. Yeah. The worst of COVID has come to fifteen. It's a three PE ratio historic, but they've told you earnings are up thirty percent, so it's a two PE. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, mm. worth a punt, maybe. With a six dividend, six percent dividend yield, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, it would be nice to see sort of a sustained improvement in Bell's performance. Um, but getting to your stock picks oh, yeah. uh, tonight, 
Wayne, sticking with you, what takes your fancy? Um, just going absolutely boring, going for SA government bonds. You know, if inflation carries on what it's doing, our inflation rate will be 4% quite soon, before the end of the year, I would think. And you're getting 12% here. I know you pay tax, but you could get yourself a 20-30% capital gain here very quickly, irrespective of the yield that when you buy now, you lock in the yield. Yeah. It still looks, and I know I've been punting this for a long time, but it still looks like really good, relatively safe investment to make. Okay. Um, and David, how about you? Oh, David, have we lost you? <laughs> now you, you know what's happened? He's, he just quickly popped off to Louis Vuitton to buy a thick jersey because he's flying back tomorrow and we're telling him how cold it is. So, and, and of course, he's known by first name terms there at Louis Vuitton. Yeah, look, I don't know if New Louis York. Vuitton does a chunky, a chunky sort of, um, uh, what are those um, Irish knits? Um, that would just be. You well, know, he needs he needs something warm. Um, I, <laughs> we lost you, and we have you back. So Dave, we were I making know, fun I, of you. I, I, I had to press a few buttons here, which I didn't know existed somehow. Uh, anyway. So hit us with your sorry. stock pick, David, in the last fifteen seconds. If it's not Louis Vuitton, which is what Wayne suggested it might be. I, no, I think the only two areas of interest in America at the moment are are Taylor Swift's concert, whether you can afford the prices and how much they've gone, and the other is AI. And I, I continue with that. You know, I I was with uh, Salesforce. I recommended that I think a week or two ago, and I stay with that. They just put their prices up, which is a very good sign. It means that they're able to to ask for higher revenue. I mean, uh, higher pricing now just shows you how busy they are. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'll stay with Salesforce. Okay. Well, we shall leave it there. Uh, David Wayne, thanks very much for joining us. Um, and David, good luck for the return trip home. As we say, stock up on your thermals, okay? Because you're gonna you're in for a shock. Uh, David Shapiro is from Assassin Securities. Wayne McCurry is from F&B Wealth and Investments. And that's where I leave things with you. But stay tuned for more on Business Day TV. <laughs>